What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boy, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matt Souza. Ooh, let's go. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Boys, say it with me. We're another week closer to football. To football. football. Yeah. Yeah. Say it yeah. with me. Yeah. Say it with me. <laughs> 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 it's um. Seriously. It's, 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 it's we're like fucking close. Yeah. August mm-hmm. is flying by. Yep. Our drafts in two weeks, like not fourteen days, but like you know, in two weeks that'll be the week where we're drafting. Yeah. And some leagues right. earlier than others. Some yeah. leagues might be drafting this weekend. Who knows? We have, Some leagues might already drafted. Well, you're, you're an idiot. And I've said Damn. it before in the past on this podcast. If you have a draft during the preseason, um, I'm sorry. You just have a low IQ. And uh, <laughs> That was us years ago. Yeah, was. Yeah, no, was. Was. No, so we IQ had went, low IQs? Oh, oh we were oh, fucking okay. dumb as a doornail, dude. Yeah, that's how Gomes won his championships. Right. Exactly. Um. We have a draft coming up, Startup Dynasty League, part of the fucking, uh, what's it called? Do Work Draft, Do Work, Do Work Dynasty. League. Do Work Dynasty. Oh. I like that name. Yeah. Anyways, but doing a lot of mocks for it. Think I'm ready. Think I know what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm excited. I've had another Dynasty. I've had two other Dynasty Leagues that have been ongoing and moves are starting to be made as it gets closer to the season. Uh, Souza, so I've been making some moves in that. I yeah, I've been looking, looking around. Big player. I'm kind of, in that league. I'm more like rebuild mode. So uh, we're gonna see what happens. All I need for to do me, is just. But I'll say, yeah, for me, it's tough because the teams. There's some really good teams in our dynasty league, and I mean, I was a top contender. I made it to the championship. Lost to Zach Aronson, league owner. So some, you know, maybe some manipulation there, but, but like, I, I know I can make it. I literally did. But when I look around the league at the same time, like there are some really good teams to the point where should I not go as hard and and trade some future assets for to win now because the competition is so heavy, but the way I look at it and I've heard someone, people say this before, like if you have a, if your team is good enough to just have a chance, as you know, like we always say in our redraft league, you make it to the championship. It's all, I mean, the playoffs is all that matters because anything can happen. If your team is good enough to have a chance to compete against those teams, that's all that matters. You got to win, got to try to win at that point. Unless your team is like absolute trash at that point, yeah, just give it up for uh, to, to rebuild. But I know that's that's always kind of been a dilemma for me. And I've heard people say it, put it that way. And I yeah, think I'm, that's I'm might be that. important to share. I'm in that scenario where my team's not trash, but I'm like borderline making the playoffs or not. And I traded away a big piece of my team uh, for future assets because, again, I haven't made crazy moves to where my team improved that much, but also haven't made moves to where I, you know, clearly tanking shit in the bed. So I'm on that borderline. If I get in the playoffs, okay, we'll see what happens. That's what happened in my other dynasty league uh, last year, Weekend Warriors. I drafted for the future. Because I was a startup last year. I took Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins, knowing that they weren't going to play that season and that they would be uh, valuable future assets. 
I got in the playoffs at eight and six. And I won the whole damn thing. So yeah. now I already got that. And now my team's looking stronger this year. And especially after a couple off-season trades, I'm ready to go. It's like now I'm trying to win the championship. Mm-hmm. And all bets are off. Yeah, and I guess. The uh, the redraft leagues are coming up. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, those are fun. I was just going to say that I, I found a better way to put it with the dynasty. Like if you think your team has a really good chance to make the playoffs, even if you think there's four teams better than yours on paper, if you think that the odds are high that you're going to make the playoffs, then you should try to win that year instead of trading for the future. I think that's a good way to put it. Right. Um, Mason, yeah. as we get closer to the season, what's your, what's your list of fantasy goals this year? Oh, goals. Well, um, realistically, uh, the goal every year is to win the championship. But I, as far as a successful season, though, um, I will be happy with making the playoffs. I got real close last year, um, but, you know, just couldn't, couldn't seal the deal at the end of the season. Choked it away. Um, so Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, in the Westport Fantasy League, I need to see it back in the playoffs. I need to see it happen. It's been a long time since Bergeron's bullies made the playoffs. I know. I'm thinking Bullies. about I might have to bring it back. You know, Bergeron came back this year, one year contract. Maybe I bring back the name oh. this year. One year flash in the pan, Mason's back in the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, but this isn't a hockey podcast. This is a football podcast. So that's where that stops. That's true. Right there. <laughs> that's um, where that stops. <laughs> um, Westport League is going to be exciting. Craig is all in. He has to redeem his toilet bowl from last year. Um, so he already, I already talked to him. He said, that's the league I'm prioritizing the most. Uh, which I'd mm. say is the league that we prioritize the most too when it comes to fantasy. Although all the leagues are good when you're successful in that, but for yeah, sure, this is a 10, well, 10 years in the making. Right. Um, Panacho's obviously looking to become the first uh, three time winner and back to back. You got Jake still. Gomes, say what you want, has that. I'm looking to get back there again. Souza is looking to get back to the playoffs. After two yeah, I, time to pass the torch to someone else to ensure a toilet bowl winner. I'm tired of, of making people win the toilet. It's time for me to try to get someone to lose a championship. Well, the good news is we don't have to worry about Jake Aronson because I think he still has one more year before his team's good again. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, that's good. Zach. I don't know about Zach. Zach's a wild card. Him, JV. Chris, I feel like Chris is always in there too. Let's not forget Emerald made the championship last year too. And Emerald's been in the championship uh three times and has not been successful at winning at all. That's tough. Everyone's hungry, basically. Yes. And I- I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited for this season, see what it brings. Uh, but I have other leagues that I'm excited about as well. And this is gonna be a good year of football, I think. Uh, pen yeah. fast forward to me come February and I come in last in like three leagues. I'm like, fan football sucks. Give me a podcast. Um, but it's coming, man. It's close. It's near. Get your mocks ready. Have a have a plan going into the draft. If you know what pick you're gonna have, um, I know every league is different. People draft stupidly sometimes. 
whether it's a reach for a quarterback or a fucking defense or a kicker or something. You just got to adapt. Have a plan, but be prepared to adapt on the fly. Definitely. I mean, and that almost helps someone reaching for someone. That only means the better players are still there more so than you thought they would. So anything, it probably helps you if someone's a stupid drafter. That's true. There's a difference between being a stupid drafter and reaching when it's the right time. Like, I feel like if you have a pick that's close to the end of the round or the beginning of a round. Yeah, you might not have a choice. And, there's, and, and, and like the ADP list is there, whether it's ESPN or Sleeper, and they're saying, ah, oh, this guy's next off the board, and it's fucking Miles Sanders. And you're like, mm, do I really want to draft Miles Sanders right here? Or should I reach for a guy that I know that's not going to come back to me and could go a few picks later? If yeah, you like that pick exactly. Better, then I have no problem with that. Yeah. It's that it's that balance. You gotta you gotta toe the line, you know. So but before we move on, I'll say it before. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You do not win your leagues at the draft. But mm-hmm. you can certainly lose your leagues. That's right. You can certainly lose them. Um all right, Susan. This is the news with Susan. All right, we got some hype pieces. We got some injury news. We got some, you know, we got some actual data on people in the preseason and even in practice and what, and I guess the anti-hype. What would be the antonym to hype, Mason? Uh, Glenn, play the fart noise. (laughs) Okay, all right. Thank you. We're going to need that soon. But first, we'll start with hype. And that's Justin Jefferson is winning every route in every situation is the hype piece that was put out earlier last week. Not a big surprise, but it's good to know that he's still got it. You can say almost like he's good or something. That's yeah, it's crazy. Almost, it's almost like he's good. That's right. Play that money almost. button. Almost. Um, okay, moving on. This is some Deshaun Watson news. He, Deshaun Watson, um, yeah, oh, here it is. He's proposing himself an eight game suspension and a five million dollar fine. So, it's oh, like, yeah, and I'm proposing that the president of the United States give me a fucking million dollars. <laughs> wow, it's almost like in like a court case where the you know the defendant knows they're guilty but they're gonna settle on an agreement. That's what that that's what oh, Why, I, I he's just bartering. I haven't heard anything else on that. That was five days ago, but he's offering eight games, $5 million fine. How about instead of a whole season suspension, I do um, – I teach kids at Sunday well, school for well, the whole season. Well, to be fair, it was he was ruled uh, half a season, and eight games is a little more than that. So he's saying I'll do a little bit more to avoid – and a $5 million fine. To avoid the full year possibility. Yeah, but that's because he break. because he knows that the NFL is going to win, probably going to win their appeal, and they're going to go for a full year, and he's going to get suspended a full year. That's what's going to happen. So, you know who can't be suspended a full year? James White because he retired. Damn. Super Wait, Bowl I'll... winning running back for the Patriots, James White. Sad. James James White's also done some amazing things for Glenn in the past. I remember seeing that. 
Uh, I think his, his only 30-point game in his career was on Glenn's team when he needed to win for the playoffs. That was a crazy week. I remember that years ago. Slippin' Jimmy has had his ups and his downs. Um, I was there to see his best ups. 35-point performance to secure me a playoff spot. Unreal. Yeah, it was. And he's been – he was always a reliable dude for the Patriots. Uh, so there's <laughs> one guy you could count on. Wasn't Sony Michelle. Uh, it wasn't – I don't know, all the running backs that he cycled through. James White was always that constant. And he had a good career. Yeah, RIP James White. He will be missed. Yeah, I mean. And he should have been Super Bowl fucking MVP. He got that stolen from him too. I actually agree with that take. Uh, James White, love that guy. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I thought, I thought that him coming back from that hip injury was going to be kind of difficult considering his age and also, you know, the amount of mileage that he had. Um, and just in general, hip injuries, especially in football are usually, uh, something that you definitely don't want. Um, but you know, huge fan of his great player for the Patriots for a very long time and wish him the best. Me too. So here's something with the Seahawks. I remember in a couple episodes ago, I said how um, Rashad Penny, there's like a hype piece on him saying he could be the dude to carry the ball 20 times a game. So all of a sudden off that news, like, okay, Rashad Penny seems to be the a starter for the Seahawks and he's going to get bulk, uh, bulk workload. But now Rashad Penny's dealing with a slight groin issue. And on top of that, you have Pete Carroll saying that he's comfortable with Walker, rookie running back, as a three-down RB. Don't know what to do there. Oh, God. <laughs> Agree. Well, that, that's going to be the sign you make on Sunday when you're a shot penny owner. Yes. You see Ken Walker. Me and my, um, in my uh, like, you, it's going to be me and my parents' basement. Yeah! Oh, man. That's not good, Susan. That's not good news. That's bad news. Yeah, we, as fantasy managers, we want clarity. And this yeah. is not clarity. Definitely not. It's like, it's like when you, it's like when you know something's wrong with your woman. It's just like this. And you're like, What's wrong? Nothing. And you know the worst like, answer. Just, just, just tell me, please. Like Pete Carroll, just tell me who's it gonna be. Please I save me the know. drama. Save me this headache of going back and forth with you for six games. Yeah, just, right. just tell me that Ken Walker's you know gonna be the guy. I just tell me. You do it. Do also, everybody your favor. I mean, also though, are we surprised? that Rashad Penny is dealing with an injury at the same time. No, no, no. You know? And that's why I think, you know, Ken Walker is a good, good person to keep an eye on, get him late. Uh, you know, if Rashad, I feel like Rashad Penny inevitably will get hurt at some point due to his past issues with injury. And then, 
you have a starting running back on your bench. Yeah, Chris Carson's gone. The only thing that worries me is like P. Carroll seems to be a guy, a kind of guy who's big with like loyalty or something. To where Penny's Penny's been there for years now, and I feel like he's gonna try to give him a chance at any any chance that he can. I mean, like remember Chris Carson and how many fumbles he had a few years ago to start the season, but he kept rolling with them because he was the guy. He's been there for a little bit. He was supposed to be the dude. I think that was a show of loyalty to Chris Carson. And now that Penny's been there for a few years, it might he might do the same for him to where even though Walker was there might be good and Penny might be hurting, as long as he's playable, he might he might still use him and you just don't know what to do. After all, it's a Geno Smith-led team. You might not want anybody. Better just stay away. You remember Thomas Rawls? Oh yes. God. Of he course broke his shit. Thomas Rawls. He broke his shit on my team when uh, I needed him most. When exactly. the world needed him most, he broke his shit. Broke his shit. Yeah, Panacho remembers that very well. <laughs> yeah, um, he comes in, <laughs> you're just on the couch. Rawls is hurt. <laughs> yeah, he like he did. It was it was bad. Like he fractured his ankle or something. Ooh. Was it Le'Veon Bell or? Oh, yeah. I took that back. Or, or Jamal Charles and Pajo jumped up and down. For oh, that was Jamal Charles. Yeah. Was it Jamal Charles or Le'Veon Bell? It was yeah, me and him in, in yeah, it was it was Charles and uh, him and I were jumping up and down. He kind of dragged me into it, and I just you guys ought to be ashamed yeah, of yeah. But you're a fu- <laughs> what the fuck? If he jumped you, bled you off a bridge, <laughs> you fucking jump. No, I'm not gonna die for cheering for Jamal Charles. Poor Jamal Charles was all. <laughs> And then you guys are like. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. But it was Fryer. See, Le'Veon Bell tore his shit on my team. (laughs) That's right. right. That was tough against the Bengals. It was like an out-of-bounds tackle. Oof, I remember it. Anyway, moving on. Amir Abdullah, here's a hype piece on the (laughs) – Oh, the Zoom like Abdulki, bro. Space. Fuck you. And he's he's being told uh, expected to play the James White role in Vegas on the Raiders, yeah. which uh, props to James White. We already talked about him, so it's a compliment. Imagine that means probably the pass Dua, catcher. Imagine putting a mirror doing and James White in the same sentence. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's important to know. You know, you never know. Especially in a PPR league, you might need a dude like that on your bench. Ah, um, he's, he's apparently been a standout. I have a feeling. Where have I heard that before? I, I have a feeling that that, uh, that Raiders backfield is going to be an absolute clusterfuck. It, it's, yeah. I hate the disrespect on Josh Jacobs' name. The dude has yet to be outside RB1. He's been getting worse every year. He's okay, dude. He's okay. And the up with with Dave He's Adams. Okay. Dave Adams should support that their drives more throughout the year, keeping them on the field, bringing them to the red zone. I mean, Susan's not wrong about Dave Adams. I mean, I love Speaking of the Raiders, but... Darren Waller's missing some time with an undisclosed injury. Got to monitor that. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson on the Rams, they split camp reps pretty evenly. Not sure what to do there. They both have injury history. 
they might be a 50-50 split between them to keep them both healthy as long as possible. They're both good. And from an NFL standpoint, why overwork one of them? All right, so we'll tip it on Josh Jacobs. Since his rookie season in 2019. Here comes the disrespect. No, but no, no. See, the thing that keeps Josh Jacobs relevant has been his touchdown numbers. His rookie year had a good season, ran for 1,100 yards and 242 carries, okay? Averaged 4.7 yards per carry, seven rushing touchdowns. Following year, he goes down in rushing yards, goes up in attempts, only averages 3.9 yards per carry, but he has 12 touchdowns. Last year, he has a career low, 217 rushing attempts and 872 yards but he has nine touchdowns. The only good part about Josh Jacobs is that although his rushing numbers are going down year to year, his receiving numbers are going up. That's good. Was was there time missed in there? Could that be skewing some of that? I don't remember, honestly. He played 15 games last year, 15 games in 2020, and then his rookie season he played 13 games. Hmm. And you could argue that was his best rushing performance. Dang. Yeah. I don't like it. I believe right. him. Well, he's still young. He's still good. I'm with Glenn. Not a, I'm not a huge Josh Jacobs guy. He's steady Eddie. Oh. If you can get him as your RB2 with a nice receiver and an RB1. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather have? Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson? Jacobs a million percent. We're going to be I'm going to tell you why. Why? The because they're both they're both touchdown dependent. I'm going to tell you why. It has nothing to do with that. I know what news you're talking about. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we'll just get into it. Gibson's been fumbling. He's been playing with the second strings, and he just recently was practicing with the punt return team. His stock's been tanking this week, and he's had fumble issues in the past. It's showing up now. I believe the first play, I didn't see this, but I heard the first play, or at least the first drive of the preseason game that they had, he fumbled. Like he's and he's being punished for it. And I believe they have a rookie running back too, along with McKissick. And uh, based on the way he's practicing with the second stringers and, and even the special teams, he's uh, it's not looking good for Gibson fundamentally. And that's a problem. Gibson, Gibson's in the same area as Josh Jacobs. For me. He's uh, he's what? Say it. He's way worse now. This is not someone you can trust just, to be a steady Eddie. They're just messing with him, man. He's not going to be on special teams. I don't know. We'll see. I, I marked him in my little draft cheat sheet. He's don't draft. He's marked in red. Do not draft as if you could forget. Don't draft. Oh, wait. Oh, this is a lot of And then he marked. looks at a sheet right before he's hit by their draft. Oh, do not draft. Sorry. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Dodge the bullet there. Whew. I mean, who well, knows? Unlike, unlike Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson is getting better as career progresses as far as rushing yardage and attempts um, and touchdowns are another very dependent thing for Antonio Gibson. I just wanted to say. All right. That's it. Season-long bet. Here it comes. Season-long bet? <laughs> we'll do a, a, a game. We'll set a minimum game played, and then we'll do points per game. Average. Average points per game, minimum of X amount of games. 
we can do minimum of 12 games, average points per game. All right, 12 is good. Okay. Who are you taking? Jacobs. <laughs> Duh, right? <laughs> I know. I'm going to take uh, Antonio Gibson, obviously. On the other side, Mason, you want to part of this? No. Just like they're fucking actual players on the fa- on my fantasy team, I want no part of either. Oh <laughs> man, come on! All right, All right. so that nope. means that means like if Gibson plays sixteen, Jacobs plays twelve. You're gonna take Gibson's sixteen game average and Jacobs' twelve game average, and then okay, yeah. want to clarify? Yeah. All right. Um, Jake yeah. on it. Well, what's the bet? <sighs> I didn't think about that. Oh, you can't just bet nothing. What do you think, Mason? Hmm. Oh, Craig's talking about Jacobs now. Loser. Uh, I have Jacobs in a dynasty league, Craig. I like him. What do you say? He says, Susan talks about Jacobs like a guy who has never owned him. I also had him in our, um, our redraft league briefly before I trade him to Zach. Yeah, you traded it away Corduroy Patterson for him. What a stupid move. Dumb move. It's okay because I had Patterson in another league. <laughs> oh, oh my god. He got me to the championship, but then he made me lose it. Because <laughs> he, he sucked you. at the end. He sucked. Um what's the know. bet, Mason? I don't know. Money. Right, we'll, we'll think about it throughout money? the podcast. Craig can put a suggestion what the bet should be. <laughs> I look like a guy with money. That's that's a good point. Right. Times are tough. <laughs> chat, chat, think of a bet for me and Sousa. We'll see see what the bet is, and then we'll, we'll agree to it. Bet should be said, dinner. That should be dinner. That's fair. Dinner. Dinner. I hardly know. Dinner. Mm, like an Applebee's ninety nine. I'll Red Lobster. Texas Roadhouse, like that kind of level of dinner. Red, Red Lobster, Pasta House. Are those comparable prices? Nope. I've never <laughs> been to a Red Lobster. <laughs> That Sousa even said Applebee's. What wow, the fuck's Applebee's. wrong with Applebee's? Oh, Applebee's. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, there you go. Oh, a two for 20, too. There's a two the for 20 Street and a two for 20. Chicken and shrimp comes out on the fucking skillet sizzler. I'm like, oh, I know that shit's hot. When it's Lava cake out. with ice cream. You know what? Let me, let, me, let me spin a yarn for you about what happened to me with Applebee's one time. Okay? One time. What? Business. One time, I was like, <laughs> I there... ordered, I ordered takeout from Applebee's. Right? That's your first problem. You have to enjoy oh, the experience. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I ordered takeout from Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's was five minutes away from my old apartment. I got there early. It wasn't supposed to be here until 7.30. I got there at 7.25. The food was ready. Pause. Went inside. What? You can get there for 725, but you can't make six o'clock for this podcast. <laughs> I was here before Susan today, so shut the fuck up. All right, up. all right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> get my food, get home. My food is ice cold. I got there early. That's it? It's not like the food. Oh, and the fries or taste anything, like or? yeah, it tasted like shit. Well, it was cold. If you sat down and had it served you fresh, the atmosphere is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. 
beautiful waitress. Yeah, like, you're you're hey. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because then like the mic the microwave burger actually <laughs> just come out of the microwave. Look, it's yeah. it's not a world beating restaurant, but it's the same tiers. Like you know, your 99s, your no, 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 it's not it's just no. not suffice. It does not hold up that view. I'm sorry. Crapplebees, baby. Oh, come on. Dude said crapplebees. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Give me the, the motherfucking. Good, I'm just going to do the. That should be your team name in fantasy, crapplebees. Trash emoji. Well, we could actually make that decision right here for somebody else. Trash emoji. Going, Who's watching? Going, yeah, we're going with the swastika squad. Okay, you're right. Well. Okay, Crapplebees. Crapple I'll remember. Bees. I'll remember that. Trash. I got to be ashamed of yourself. Have some fucking what about, dignity. What about TGI oh, Fridays? TGI Fridays is okay. It's not great. Oh, you gotta have a Jack Daniels burger from TGI Fridays. The best yeah. one, in my opinion, is Chili's. Oh, dude, they're like good. the same thing, though. <laughs> they Chili's are and Applebee's. So, Chili's is so much better. Don't you dare slander Chili's like this. Chili's has great chips and, and salsa. I'll say that. Yeah. I used to go there a lot. What else is Apple? What does Applebee's have? Dick. Correct. They have Applebee's. And a Whoa. stupid name. They have uh, nice mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Craig says. Once again. Fuck you, Craig. Craig, that's disrespectful to Friendlies. I'm sorry. Hey, Friendlies is good. Okay. You can't get ice cream like anywhere that's, else. Like Friendlies is the best place to go where your uvula is swollen. You can't swallow. Oh, Friendlies is the place to go where you really want ice cream for dinner, but you have to get some type of food first. So you're like, all right, mm-hmm. let's just go to Friendlies, get a little something, Honey and then you have ice cream. Chicken super melt. I'm a sucker for that. Followed by a fucking Reese's Pieces Sunday. Mm. No, I was a I was a wee lad, little kid. You should get the monster match. Oh. Look, there was a time in high school that we used to frequent. Yeah, friendlies in Dartmouth. Yeah. It's a, it's it passes the test. It's on the same tier as all those other names. Uh, no, 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 Applebee's. No, no, no. Friendlies no, no, no. Better, I, I like them. I like them all. I like them all. But friendlies is better than Applebee's. Applebee's is absolutely at the bottom. It's F tier. You know what you can't get at Friendly's that you can get with your ice cream at Applebee's is a molten lava cake, chocolate lava that. cake. Oh, I don't need that. Don't to need die that. for. No, no, no. You know why? Applebee's has to compensate for their shit ice cream. That's why. I'm disgusted. This is right, a fantasy move, football podcast. Moving on. To, moving on. Football podcast. This is big. Alvin Kamara. We're still his, on the news? His... His uh, assault and battery uh, suspension, whatever, is probably not going to be until next season. Oh, so good to draft him. He's an RB one, number one overall. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What do you mean no? Uh, all right, I'm going to fly through the not rest. Right. Saquon Barkley's workload, quote unquote, will be huge. 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 Uh, oh, man, I'm, give- I'm so like I want to just stick my teeth in the Saquon. I need to have me. A piece of Saquon in one of my leagues, but I do too. But it's scary. I know because that team blows. He can get thirty carries and average two yards a carry. You know what I mean? It's like when nobody's at work and you think you can leave work early, and like the door's right there and you just want to leave. But there's a chance you're afraid that someone's gonna call and be like, "Where the fuck were you when I needed you?" Yeah, or like someone decided to check the security tapes that day. Like, oh, we saw you leaving uh, twenty minutes earlier. 
So. Uh, last thing I'm going to say is Michael Thomas is going to be ready for this season. Who? Michael Who? Thomas on the Saints. Who the hell is Former that? Former wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. Has the reception record for a single season, Michael Thomas. Oh, That's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, he used to be good. Yeah. Well, used to. That's, oh, and Zach Wilson. Last thing. He had surgery on his knee. It was successful. Uh, but they're not going to put him on the field until he's 100%. I don't know. I'm not a surgeon or anyone in the medical field. I don't know how long the surgery is going to keep him out for. But if it was anything that would impact the actual season, I'm sure they would have said something. Um, I think At they least maybe had a couple said weeks. I don't know. originally the original diagnosis, it was two to four weeks. Um, so okay. obviously the thing that was scary about that was that that was the optimistic timeline and when mm. the doctors got in there, depending on how it looked, he could have potentially been out for the whole season. Um, but well. thankfully it was as the Jets had originally hoped. And I think his timeline is two to four weeks. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Let's just jump into this. Do it. It's time for the AFC So Yeah, the last um, one. So this one's it's a good thing we took a little bit of time on the news and we discussed our, our restaurant preferences. Cause uh I feel like oh, for the most for part, this is gonna be kind of quick. I was. Uh, I agree. I was actually going to say something very similar. I got no. I got no notes. You guys are going to have to lead. Just all right. Well, me. let's go. In, you think. know what? I'll facilitate thing one. Let's go in alf- alphabetical order, right? Yeah, alphabetical. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to start with the Houston Texans. How's that alphabetical? Because Houston. Hmm. Oh. Houston, then Indianapolis, then Jacksonville, and then. Tennessee. I thought we were going T Texans. I like that. Houston. No, Texans. we're going left to right in the U.S. Stop in Houston. Go right. Like you read left to right. You know what I mean? So it's first. Houston's first. Right? Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, no. who is your MVP for, who? for the Houston Texans? God. It's got to be Brandon Cooks. It does have to be. Yes, you are correct. Now, I will say one thing. Follow. Actually, it's not going to impact MVP, but I do have a a sleeper pick that could be pretty good. You're talking about Pierce? I am. There's been a lot of good good talks about about Damian Pierce because – on the surface, sounds like Marlon Mack. You might think Marlon Mack's going to be the guy. He's healthy. He's looking better than he ever has been in the past few years. But Damian Pierce has been winning the hearts of, of a lot of people in, this, in the in camp. He's a nice rookie, fresh rookie. I think he could be a guy who takes over. And if you get him late as you do, he could be a big difference maker. Yeah, give me the Rook Pierce. It's my X factor. Same. X factor. See, I don't think he's as guaranteed – or as as safe to be an X factor, you know what I mean? Like it's well, got it's all it's like all or nothing for him. No, no, no. I f- I feel like a sleeper could be Marlon Mack. 
See the Dang. difference? Because the X Factor is a guy who you is going to be. He, Pierce is going to be the starter, right? Not going to be more than that. Um, no, I think I, I don't think, think so. Marlon, that's what I'm. Marlon that's Max why I'm saying like starter. Marlon two days Max ago, Marlon Mack outshined in preseason yes. opener. Uh, yeah, Marlon like Mack that. entered the game his preseason game as a first string running back. Oh, I don't like that at all. So that's why I, I feel like. See, that's why the on the surface it seems like he's going to be the guy, but I think Pierce is going to surprise, or maybe maybe not surprise, considering all of us feel like he's going to he's going to be the guy. But how about how about this? How about this? How about we just stay away from the Texans besides Brandon Cooks? I mean, there's 32 other Fair fucking enough. teams, right? I would agree. Just get Brandon Cooks and you're you're good. Um, Brandon right. Cooks, what's what's his one ceiling? Thing. His ceiling is our wide receiver one. Number one wide receiver, not the one, but a, a no, I, top 14 guy. You think? What did he finish last year? Uh, he was 20. He was 20. Well, we've seen but, him. Comparatively speaking to where he was drafted, I think that's pretty good. I only say that because we have seen a stretch, a four-year stretch on three different teams where he was a top 14 wide receiver. He hasn't done that in three years. Two years ago, it was his best at 15-16, depending on your scoring. But that's pretty damn close. I think his ceiling would be low-end wide receiver one, top wide receiver two. That's his ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Even um, with Davis Mills. One, oh, one foot no, I want to make is about our boy Dirk Mitchell, a.k.a. Davis Mills. Okay? I keep an eye on him. All right. Okay. Why? He was a rookie, after all. Because he was a rookie last year on a Texas team that was not great, and he wasn't that. All things considered, he was not that bad. And Houston obviously has some confidence in him. They believe him to be potentially their answer at quarterback. Uh, I don't think that he's going to – like, obviously, he's probably going to go undrafted, but I think he's a guy that, you know, potentially – you got to be desperate. You got to be in a 14-team league that every team has two quarterbacks and he's all that's left. Oh, you I mean like be, when the motherfuckers in our league draft six quarterbacks? I yeah. would have to trade my team for dinner to start fucking Dirk Mitchell on my fantasy team. I know what you're saying, Mason. He, he had some good games. Do you want to take a guess of what his worst game was last year? Gotta be in the I'll negatives. give you a hint. It was at Buffalo. Got to be in the negatives. It's got to be like yeah. negative four. It was, yeah, negative it was negative point three. 87 passing yards, four interceptions. That's it. So and a fumble, actually. See, Five turtles. You said that so nonchalantly. Well, yeah, it was negative point three. It's a quarterback. A quarterback. I know, you said you no, said no the bar negative, should, four, negative four. So I was like, eh, no it's not that player bad. should have negative points in general. The fact that it's your quarterback or your main point getters. And he played the whole game. If you're starting a quarterback, here's my eyes. Okay, like obviously. When, you, when you're going through fantasy, and here's how I kind of look at it, whether it's PPR scoring, this PPR scoring varies a little bit compared to, like, standard half-point PPR. We'll go half-point PPR. When I look at my team, I am satisfied when a skilled position player gets 10-plus points in half-point PPR. Unless it's somebody who's, like, my stud, I want them to get, like, 15 more, like, like, like a solid RB1, like a Jonathan Taylor, Kamara, whoever. Yeah. I need 15 more. For my quarterback – I don't feel successful unless my quarterback gets over 15 points. I was going to say 18. All right, 18 too. But I, I like 15, it's whatever. You know, you can have a shit game, 
salvage it in the fourth quarter, whatever, I'd be happy with 15. Negative point three is what you just said he got. Yeah. Look, regardless, it's not that big of a deal. All I was saying is keep an eye on him. That's it. Yeah, he ended the season with 18, 15, 18, 10, 27. 27? Who was that against? Tennessee, week 18. I'm not saying he's going to be – Oh, the week that doesn't matter. Every time – like a a plug-and-play guy. But, you know, if you're really desperate and you need a streaming option, he could potentially be a streaming option. So we'll watch out. Tanking and trading my team for dinner to start Dirk Mitchell in my fantasy lineup. Well, anyway, the rest of the Texans is basically a fantasy wasteland. So let's talk about the next team. Doesn't get much better. The Indianapolis Colts. This is the one shining bright spot, I think we can all agree, in the AFC South as it currently stands. See, the Texans are the worst team. We got them out of the way already. These other teams have promise. I, I like the potential in fantasy for these other three remaining teams. Fantasy, I like, yeah. yeah I, like the, I like the Colts the most because you have the number one running back in the league. Jonathan Taylor is going one of one in every redraft league. And Dynasty may not be going number one, but it's arguable. You can make the argument that he could be. Yeah, he's still young. Give me a reason to not draft Jonathan Taylor, number one. Because McCaffrey's better. You think? I do. He's my one-on-one. I'm going to say Yes, but McCaffrey's better, but McCaffrey is hurt. That's the only thing against him. That's the only knock on him, and I am not going to buy into that as much. I I don't think it's like – it's not nagging injuries or anything. I think they were both kind of fluky. They weren't related. I'm I'm expecting him to be healthy and and stay the guy. I mean, he – I had a, a bunch of stats on him. Oh, maybe this is it. McCaffrey's last full season, he scored 60 more points than Jonathan Taylor's number one season. 60. And then McCaffrey got hurt. But every goddamn game that McCaffrey was able to suit up for, he drops 20, 30 points. Didn't matter. Touchdown, doesn't matter. 20 points. Every single time. So it's not like, oh, he's hurt every time he plays. It's like, oh, he can de- he's definitely like fucked up from the injury. He's not himself. It's every single time he, he came back 20, 30 points. And I think just think that's how he is. And he's going to get all the receptions. It's just a matter of if he's healthy, and I think he will be. He's still my boy. He's still white Jesus. So you think – so let me get this straight, okay? I just want to – you take McCaffrey one-on-one, okay? Jonathan Taylor goes number two. McCaffrey gets hurt again. Are you and, able uh, to sleep? Are you able to sleep at night knowing you had the option to take Jonathan Taylor and you pick Christian McCaffrey, who hasn't been the guy in fantasy in three seasons? I will. I, I'll. I'll take the L there. But. You, I think the bigger thing would be, holy shit, our first-round curse is, is real. It's as real as it gets. This poor bastard keeps getting drafted first round, and he gets hurt every year. He's going to be like, stop picking me first. I mean, and that's the thing. Someone's got to break the curse. And I guess by default, if you keep picking the same guy, 
either ruining their career, like we're doing a Christian McCaffrey, yeah. or, or you break it, right? You know, someone's gonna eventually break it. Craig, Craig's saying, why are we acting like Jonathan Taylor and his workload isn't a risk for injury? After I mean, all, it is. It definitely is, but the problem is, is that he hasn't been injured yet. Yeah, and there's also the very real chance, I think something that's happened that a lot of people are discounting as well, is that could McCaffrey have come back last year? Potentially, yes. Could he have potentially come back the year before? Yes. But at the end of the day, the Carolina Panthers were not close to sniffing the playoffs, so they shut down arguably their best player for the season. And that could happen again this season for sure. So even if he does get injured and the injury isn't terrible, if the Panthers suck, then they're just going to say, okay, take the rest of the season off. So, you know, that's another thing that you have to consider as well. So as soon as you go back to McCaffrey, his best season that year he finished number one, had over 400 fantasy points because he had 1,000 yards receiving as well. The only knock I have on Jonathan Taylor is that he doesn't have the passing, the, the um, receptions and receiving yards that running backs like McCaffrey, Kamara do. However, when you're running the ball and you're scoring 14 times and they're pounding you at the goal line and you have a better quarterback and Matt Ryan, in my opinion, than Carson Wentz, I think the offense is going to be better. I think Jonathan Taylor can maintain this. I'm not worried about it. He's a third-year running back his workload it's not like it'd be different if it's someone like derrick henry who's been doing it for a while and derrick henry's like all right derrick henry's 28 i'm out you know and he got finally got hurt last year after the insane workload he had for the past three seasons before that jonathan taylor still he's, he's hitting his prime right now that that's you know the thing that assures me about jonathan taylor you'd like to see him catch more passes but that's what they have naheem hines for it's tough i, I you know I get the risk with McCaffrey and getting him number one. And I get the reward with McCaffrey and getting him number one. When he plays the 16 games, he's arguably, if not the best running back in the league. But what Jonathan Taylor did last year, week after week, consistency was just everything you asked for in a running back. I mean, I could throw the the touchdown stat at you. You think he's going to get 20 touchdowns again? McCaffrey's crazy year that was 60 points better than Taylor. He had one less touchdown too. He didn't even have his big touchdown. But he also but he also had as I said, a thousand receiving yards, and Taylor's not getting that. Either way, Jonathan Taylor still finished the best running back last year, regardless if he had the receiving numbers or not. So you're not going to make an argument for anyone else unless they, you know, get hurt like McCaffrey. You know, it's it's just I'm yeah. I, They're both I, good. I'm, yeah, I can't completely argue against Taylor. He's do you great. have any other do you have any other uh, pick for number one? If not me personally, I thought about honestly going to this draft and just going wide receivers to start. Like I was I was kind of fed up with running backs a little bit. Every year I say I'm just gonna go zero RB. This time I was pretty close. I'm like if I have number one, am I really just gonna grab Cooper Cup? But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with McCaffrey. I just I want it. I want white Jesus. If I'm number two, I, don't let him fall to me. Don't let him fall to you. If, um, <laughs> yeah, it's either it's either Taylor or McCaffrey. And the thing is, we're so 
after that year that McCaffrey put together, and when he's done in the games that he's played, he's been good. So we're conditioned to think Christian McCaffrey's the guy, but I'm just saying, you know, there's no reason that Taylor can't repeat it. If, if you know, I know no running back has in like the past however many seasons been back to back number one running back. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's all about the ar- probability. I can't make an argument for anyone else. I feel like Taylor being on a better team helps his case too over McCaffrey. I feel like the Colts are gonna have the ball more. Well, anyway, being well. of the Colts, <laughs> yeah. So who's your MVP? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, Souza, who's your X factor? Me? Yeah, you. Davis. Um, my X factor is it's got to be Michael Pittman because mm. I think he's going to be that dude. Last that dude? year, he was a wide receiver too. He was wide receiver six, like the wide receiver sixteen in standard, seventeen in PPR. I don't have half PPR in front of me, but um, he's just outside wide receiver one. Um, and I think he's going to do better. Matt Ryan, or I should say Carson Wentz, is not an accurate quarterback. So you throw in Matt Ryan, say what you want about him, but I think he'll be able to find Michael Pittman a little bit better. They, Michael, Pittman's going to his third year. I, I like him a lot. I say an X factor because I think he can be a wide receiver one, and yet he's going he's gonna to be drafted as a wide receiver two, maybe like in the fourth round or something like that, fourth or fifth round for Pittman. I don't think it's I don't think it's third or earlier, even in a 14 man league. So I think he's gonna be a guy who can really solidify your wide receiver core if you have him as like your wide receiver two, or if you go three running backs or something and he's your wide receiver one, I think he's really gonna make your team. Uh fantasy pros has Pittman at pick 31 right now. Um so be on the swing at uh third at round, I think. Third round, both, yeah. No matter what league you're in. Yeah. So that's earlier um, than I thought. I'm cool with it. I got a lot of faith in Michael Pittman. He's also my extractor. <clears throat> I think um, the switch to Matt Ryan is going to benefit him really well because Matt Ryan's always had that number one guy. Granted, it's been Julio Jones. It's also been Calvin Ridley. Um, I think you – know, if, if it's anything like Julio Jones, you just better hope he catches touchdowns, unlike Julio Jones. <clears throat> I mean, last year he had six touchdowns, over 1,000 yards on 88 receptions. Had 129 targets for Carson Wentz. Um, I like it. He's, he's a high-end wide receiver, too, and I think this year he gets a low-end wide receiver one. If you go – so he's at, what, the, the turn of the third round? So if you go number one or number two, you end up getting Taylor – I guess you don't want to have I – mean, I mean, I guess you could have Taylor and Pittman on your fantasy team. But if you go McCaffrey, wherever – if you get your top running back and, like, the top five pick, and then it comes back to you, you can either get a wide receiver, somebody like maybe Tyreek Hill or, you know, someone else, and then get Michael Pittman. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. I think Michael Pittman has wide receiver one upside, and I think uh, he's, he's – He's got promise. I like, I, like I said, I love Matt Ryan with him. Yeah, he's a great dynasty pick. That's for sure. He's only 24. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you guys. Michael Pim is my X Factor as well. Um, 
I think you look at what he's been able to do. Obviously, showing flashes in his rookie season, and then year two last year with Carson Wentz, who is obviously a better quarterback technically than what they had the year before. But I think Matt Ryan, we can all agree, is an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Um, and obviously, this is a run-first offense for sure. Jonathan Taylor, as it should be, a fantastic offensive line, um, and Jonathan Taylor's. Obviously one of the best backs in the league, but I think Michael Pittman has potential to be, you know, a, a, a breakout guy this year. Um, and someone that you should definitely look at because I think honestly, Sousa, if you take, if you take the path, like you were saying of going, uh, you know, two wide receivers first, or um, you can, you can get, if you go with your first pick, you go wide receiver, and then you go running back, and then on the turn you get Pittman, you are going to have a really good wide receiving core and a pretty good running back too. Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't know. I like that com- combination a lot. Um, I think the potential's there. Uh, guys, as far as a sleeper goes here, I'm actually looking at uh, Alec Pierce. Um, wide receiver who the Colts selected in the second round of the draft this year. Um, by all accounts, from what I understand, he has the opportunity to be the guy behind um, Michael Pittman Jr. Obviously, there's not really much else there on the team. They have Paris uh, Campbell, you know, um, Kiki Kuti. Yeah, Kiki Kuti. Uh, they have some <laughs> someone named Ashton Doolin. Yeah. So I mean, there's not really like, much not really much I, back there. I like Paris Campbell as a sleeper. I like I I'm like done Pierce waiting too. for him. You're done waiting for him? Yeah, he's he's already had three seasons. He hasn't played more than ten games. Uh, maybe if he plays a full season, he'll be different, but I, I'm done. Right. He hasn't played more than seven games. Yikes. Damn. This could be the year. Yeah. This could be the that's year. what I'm saying. It, it looks like if, you know, water seeks its level, as it normally does with Paris Campbell, Alex Pierce is the guy to step in line. And as we said, probably throw the ball at least a little bit more with Matt Ryan at the helm. So maybe he's a guy you can look to get late rounds, take a flyer on him. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll win you a week. How do you feel about Naheem Hines? Uh, look, I had Naheem Hines last year, and I think he's a serviceable third down back, but that is all he is. Uh, he is a third down back, and that's it. You know, it's not like that there's some sort of other thing that he can do. I mean, he had three games in double digits all last year. Um, the last of which was in week nine against the Jets. So once again, will he be a bit better with Matt Ryan at the helm? Probably because Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Uh, but I think ultimately, running back wise, I feel like if you're the Colts, you're in a third down situation, you're probably still going to want Jonathan Taylor on the field. In my opinion. He doesn't, he doesn't catch passes, though. 
Team does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I, interested I'm in not, Hines. Yeah, I'm not a, not really in on Hines. Sleeper's Matt Ryan too for you. See what yeah. you saw in what you saw in Dirk Mitchell is what I see in Matt Ryan. Dang. Okay. Okay. Any I other think, thoughts? Uh, on... Okay. Good. <laughs> I think uh, Matt Ryan has a chance with Michael Pittman, with Jonathan Taylor, with uh, the rookie Pierce, and maybe even Paris Campbell to be a guy who you can get late in drafts and be okay with and just load up your roster on skill position talent. I think you'd be okay with starting Matt Ryan week to week. Because Matt Ryan's done more with a lot worse for weapons as far as fantasy goes. So... I like it. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next we will move on to the Jacksonville Jag URs. Uh I got three Susa, words. You went oh. first. Glenn, give me your MVP and your three words. I got three words for MVP. E T N. <laughs> three letters. Three words, three letters. MVP, E T N. Let's go. Something about Jacksonville and running backs. They just, it's hot down there. And the running backs just, they, they perform well. Yeah, you're right. You are right. You know, I like E T N. I couldn't tell you why. Maybe because. Having a name like Travis Etienne just fucking it sounds good. That's his first name, right? Travis. I don't want to mess Travis, up. Travis, yeah. Yes. Like that sounds like you gotta be a good running back. Four missed net. all last he missed ETN. all last season with an what was it ACL tear? Uh no, he had a foot injury, I think. Liz Frank kind. injury. Yeah. Oh, the old Which Liz a Frank. Yeah. Not great. Sorry, he's healthy now. Um, yeah. Second year, um, Jaguars are under Trevor Lawrence. Basically, have a rookie running back and Travis Etienne. Give me him as the MVP, considering if Jane Robertson can do what he did, why can't a guy like Etienne be either the same, if not better? Um, I mean, the only thing I'm scared about I'm with ETN is obviously Robinson coming back is he has a lot of things in his way uh, because he's coming off of that Achilles injury. Um, so it's not like one of those instances where, you know, you're going to have a guy breathing down his neck where like, you know, the number two back came in last year when he got hurt and whatever, like he performed well and he's still healthy. So it's a bit of a unique situation in that case. But I don't know, man. It just, I don't feel like great. Yeah. So I don't feel great. I don't feel it's the Jaguars. I don't, I don't feel great because it's the Jaguars. And you know what? Honestly, 
who knows? That's the thing. You you don't know. You don't know with the Jaguars. You never know with the Jaguars. The only thing that was a sure bet on the Jaguars the past two years was James Robinson. And the first year, you didn't even know because he was a rookie. Uh, last year, you thought he was going to be a sure thing. And then they drafted ETN, which made literally no sense. And then ETN got hurt. So Robinson obviously assumed the role again and performed again, and yet for some reason, and then unfortunately he got hurt. Um, I guess ultimately I just feel bad for James Robinson. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I he did think, what he had to do. Now it's yeah. his time's up. And I, so. I think that's my that's my point. It could be, it could be a uniqueness to James Robinson, and James Robinson just maybe is that good, and we're looking past it because he's you know on the Jaguars. Or it could be a thing where like, okay, if James Robinson can do it, why not ETN? And that's yeah. where I think I'm at. And I like Trevor Lawrence in his second year compared to his rookie year. Trevor Lawrence is my ex-factor. I agree. I mm. think he could be he could be that guy, like a Mahomes drafted in the eighth round type of guy. Oh. Where all of a sudden next year you're talking about him like, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. This is the first overall pick we're talking about. I know, but you just said like a Mahomes. So you think he's going to have an MVP season, throw for 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards? What I mean when I say Mahomes is someone who's dra- a quarterback who's drafted late and then the next year comes and he's all of a sudden a top option. That's still the, that's still Mahomes. I'm not saying he's as good. Well, I'm saying he's gonna well, have a huge ADP jump. What's Craig that's the potential in the chat right now? Craig says he didn't just say that, Susan. Tell me you didn't just say that. First of all, when Mahomes was named the starter in Kansas City, I got him in the ninth round. Pretty sure you can get Trevor Lawrence later. Second of all. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. They got Evan Ingram. They traded for him. Mason, please say something because I uh, and they got Christian Kirk. Yeah, I'm okay. Look, look, fucking hell, dude. <laughs> I, I had a big money contract. Who get? He sucks. Look, man. Obviously, right, I, I have, I light, have okay? higher hopes. For Trevor Lawrence, because he doesn't have an absolute bozo trying to pick up girls in the bar as his coach this year. Okay. There you go. Um, but the problem is, is that it's still the Jaguars. That's the problem. And I, I think need to, I need us to get past that. Yeah, well, the only thing that has been consistent on the Jaguars the past three seasons has been their running backs. Their quarterback play has not been consistent at all. So, right. I mean, look. Right. Maybe- Trevor Lawrence was a rookie last year. Yeah. With Urban Meyer. Yeah. He was the best college player in the world when he was at Clemson. Yeah. I got to give him I gotta give him another chance. And this Thank is my you. chance. And, and I'm not, say- not saying he's going to be Pat Mahomes. I'm not, I'm not either. Well, it sounded like he did. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying – like Susan said, he, he's right. He's gonna. He's, I think he has potential to make that jump, like you said, in ADP. I don't think he's gonna go like number one quarterback off the board, but no. there's a chance where if Trevor Lawrence plays the game 
like he played in college. I'm not saying it's going to be the same exact thing going over. He can move the football with his legs. He can throw the football. You saw a veteran wide receiver, Marvin Jones. You got ETN. James Robinson, when he comes back healthy. I'm not going to – Christian Kirk's there. He's getting paid to play. So he is there. And Christian Kirk has the ability to stretch out the field. I'm not, you know, discounting that. He has a better supporting cast, I think, than he did last year. And he I does. think a better, a better opportunity to be like, okay, I've already had one year in the NFL. That was my rookie season. We're beyond that. We're past it. I know what it takes now to prepare for an NFL game, to, you know, to see what it's like, get ready for teams in my division. And I think we're going to see a vast improvement from Trevor Lawrence. I'll even go on a limb to say Trevor Lawrence finishes as a QB1 this year. I'll say top 12. That's big. Top 12. That's what that's his potential. I think he's going to be the surprise of the season. Him and ETN. And don't be surprised if the Jaguars make some noise in the AFC South. All, all right, let's do a quick um, for the Jags. I'm going to list off the names here. A lot of new names. You're going to hit the cha-ching sound or the fart sound. All right. Tight end, Evan Ingram. Wide receiver, Zay Jones. <laughs> Wide receiver, one, Christian Kirk. That's really what I was going for. All fart noises. How about Marvin Jones? What do we think about him? Marvin Jones is underrated. I agree. I think he's been underrated his whole career, to be honest. He has been. Yeah. But he's always been that he's been that solid guy who can be a solid number two receiver on a football team and still get you that solid not not necessarily in fantasy because it's fluctuated throughout the you know his career. But he's good for, you know, a red zone target. He's good to stretch out the field. He can help you, you know, move an offense down the field. He can help a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. It's yeah, the like other if, guys I worry about. If the it's Patriots, instead of getting like Aguilar or Bourne, like if they got a Marvin Jones instead oh. of Muhammad Sanu, I'd be like, okay, imagine, that's not bad. Imagine the not Mac, a bad receiver. The Mac Jones to Marvin Jones connection. Jones Jones. The MJs. Jones Jones, Jones and Sons. What'd you say, Susan? MJ to MJ? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson some... to Mary Jane? Instead, they got Devontae Parker. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's not too bad. Don't remind me. I mean, hey, I like it. It's just the other guys that worry me, the Christian Kirks. Yeah, Zay I'm not Jones. bought it. Zay, Zay Jones, I was hesitant. Because I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, I have a feeling that, like, Zay Jones is just, he's waiting. I don't know what he's waiting for. He's waiting. Like, to, to just, he's have, just waiting. have a decent season. I feel like on the Bills, he underperformed. Then he went to the Raiders, showed a little bit of flashes of what he can do, but nothing special there either. Now Maybe he's, six times the charm. I mean, well, the thing is now, he's he's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the number two receiver after Christian Kirk. 
I think Marvin Jones is third on the depth chart. Yeah, we'll see how that actually plays out, but he's going to have a chance. Like I said, and, and if I say what I think is going to happen with Trevor Lawrence, somebody's going to be catching these passes, and it can be fucking Evan Ingram, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't – I like – give me ETN. I don't really trust any of the others. Even if with my uh, potential for Lawrence to really go up and do well, I don't trust a particular name to be the beneficiary of that. I think, so I think I'm avoiding everybody. I think the sleeper is going to be Christian Kirk. If he comes in and actually plays to his potential of his contract, who knows? Because he's not going to—he's not going to be going early in these these drafts. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. Mason, what? Sorry, I'm distracted by Bean. Look at her. What he says? Hi, Bean. Come on. You guys can see it a little bit better here. There you go. Wow, what a we team, got one team left. Oh man, one team left. All right, keep, one team left. What? Am I keeping you up? No. <laughs> yeah, I thought no, you were napping. Just, That's why you were late. Just a long day. You know, uh, got a cat right here too. I cat somewhere else. Who's the left? Team. The last team is none other Titans? than the Tennessee Titans. Sign up. Guys, I got to be honest. Raise your hand if you're scared to draft Derek Henry. That's it. (laughs) See, Glenn has a special connection with Derek Henry. Can't do it. I can't do it. He's he's like... Raise your hand if you're if you're scared to draft Derrick Henry, but you're also going to call him the team's MVP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let the record show everyone's raising their hand. Or so me and Mason. Let, me, let me ask you a question, okay? <laughs> nah, I already know the answer. What? Do you are you more worried about Christian McCaffrey getting hurt than you are Derrick Henry? Yes. No. Just because mean, of, of the age and the, the workload that he's already withstood, uh, Derrick Henry definitely has more mileage. Yeah, but he's built different. Let's not forget what the season Derrick Henry had last year before he got hurt. I'm looking at it right now. I kind of can't believe that he played eight games in, and in finished, standard league. He finished number 14. That's fucking crazy. Eight games. What? He would be a running back one. <laughs> Dude. Don't know what to say, man. That's ridiculous. And and PPR because he doesn't catch passes. He was twenty one, but still, like that's half the season. He had a forty four point game week two. He had a thirty four point game, a thirty one point game in there. But what was his injury again? Uh, it was ankle or something. I think it was uh, foot, broken bone in his foot. Yeah, and he was playing through that. I thought like he was. Like, oh, he, he looked noticeably to, off, yeah, and then a couple weeks back. later, he was like... And then I think they just shut him down because they didn't want him to get hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. This this five-game stretch that Derrick Henry has, I, I guess you'd say six games, too, but from week two to week six last year, 35 attempts for 182 yards and three touchdowns. 
28 attempts for 113 yards, no touchdowns. 33 attempts for 157 yards and a touchdown. 29 attempts for 130 yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Holy shit, he had 10 touchdowns in half a season. Wow. 20 attempts, 143 yards, and three touchdowns. That's 7.15 yards per carry. Wow. That's insane. Dude, I, I don't... So in half a season, he scores more touchdowns than Miles Sanders can in two years. Dude, more than Miles Sanders can <laughs> score in his career. I was going to say that, unfortunately, he does have 12 touchdowns. Whatever. That kind of ruined it. But I just... <sighs> more rushing touchdowns, though. You could say that. Where's he going, Mason? What's the ADP from my boy Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's ADP. Well, first of all, he is. So on Fantasy Pros, he is ranked number five. Um, as far as his number five for what? Five fifth running back off the board, which no, is like probably fifth, running back. Fifth, That's my guess. No, yeah, well, technically, yes, he's the fifth running back. Who's ahead of him? Fantasy Pros has Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook both ahead of him right now. And then McCaffrey, oh. Taylor, I'm sure. I mean, Derek, yeah, that, Derek then, Henry's average eight, his ADP is six. And so. I'm sure one of the receivers would go two before him, maybe. So he's probably like mid-first, back half of the first. But here's the thing. Henry, we've always been talking about his monstrous workload. Is it finally going to catch up to him? It does. That's the that's the scary part. That's why people are probably off of it. Because finally, we're getting confirmation that the workload's caught up to him. Is this going to happen again? Or is he going to be back to normal? I don't know. I kind of don't want to take that chance, personally. Um, All right. I mean... On. He's 28. He might be 29 during the season. I don't know what his birthday is. I thought he was 27. I'm going to look it up for sure. No, he's 28. You're right. So he's born in January. So towards the end of the year, he'll be 29. I'm not, Wait. I'm, I'm not yeah. drafting. I don't think I'm drafting Dalvin Cook before Henry. You're going to be in on him. That's my boy. Boys don't See, I'd, I'd probably go with. Cup or Jefferson before Henry, yeah, I, if I, I was left I, with that choice. I would. I would. I, I would go Cup Jefferson over Henry. I The only running back is going to be Taylor, McCaffrey, and Eckler. Henry's got the fucking explosive factor, dude. He's, Henry's got the – he's got the thing that can just win you a week single-handedly. Dalvin yep. Cook. Has had that, but I, I don't. He he's not Dalvin Cook. He's been injured more often. That's yeah. for sure. And he's not the same beast. Although he is a beast, Dalvin Cook. I'm not gonna lie, but I can't see me picking him over Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook, I guess, is 27 right now too. He played 13 games last year, and after he finished. <laughs> He finished 16th 
and PPR and standard. And some of those games that he did play, it was only like half a game. He might have gotten hurt during that game, but it still counts as a game played. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have the best season, but he had the yardage was there as far as his attempts and, 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 you know, yards per carry. Just didn't get the touchdowns. Year before. I guess you're right. I've, I'm probably more um, scared of injury with Dalvin Cook than Henry. I, I, you might be right about that. So do you like – It's really uh, tough. Craig, Craig says hot take. I'd take Harris over Henry. Najee Harris. Ooh. The thing with Najee is they're talking about reducing his workload a little bit. I thought, I thought they said that. If, if, if Big Ben was still there, I would do the same thing. I take Najee over Derrick Henry, but the unknown at quarterback just scares me, man. Yeah, they it scares me. It scares me with the Steelers. It scares me for Deontay. I feel like Claypool can't get any worse, so I have upside with him. But I just the Steelers uh, said they're going to reduce his snap count slightly this year after he led all of all the running backs in snaps last year. Yeah, I mean, I well Najee Harris is a beast. And no, I can't, can't, can't over Derrick Henry. I can't. I'll, I, and I'd be that guy too, where I would waste the first round pick on Derrick Henry. And then if he does get hurt, unlike the scenario I gave to you earlier, Susan, picking McCaffrey one over Jonathan Taylor, I'd be okay with taking Henry in the first round because I know what he can do if he's healthy. He was on a 16-game pace, which they play 17. And that and just to make it easy, 16-game pace of 1,800 yards on the ground. Yeah, and, that, and that's the difference for me because if Derrick Henry plays a full season last year on the pace that he was at, even, because, even if he doesn't catch the ball, he's still shattering what Jonathan Taylor did. Yep. All right, because how many rushing yards did Taylor get? Taylor had 1,800 so Henry would be probably like 1920 touchdowns, which is atrocious. It's nuts. It's ridiculous. And, and that's the thing. So I, I, I think the, the better value at the pick where you can get Derrick Henry is worth the risk of taking him there. Maybe. Whereas the McCaffrey Taylor thing at the number one, that's so like, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel more comfortable taking Henry. At where his ADP is, um, because like I said, he's 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 that guy. Um, the MVP, he's our MVP, right for Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. For X Factor, um, I'm actually gonna go with someone I think a little bit off of the radar here. I'm going with Traylon Burks as my X Factor. Because I think, you know, people look at uh, Robert Woods, obviously. Um, he's He was like their big off-season acquisition at the wide receiver spot after they lost uh, or traded A.J. Brown uh, to the Eagles. But I think Traylon Burks is the guy that they drafted, essentially, to step in and take Brown's spot. Um so I think depending on how he – it depends. Can he step in and be essentially what A.J. Brown was? 
because I think that's probably what they're going to be looking for him to do, considering he was drafted number 18th overall this year. Uh, you know, I don't think you take a guy that early and expect him to be a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's a cap there, as we've seen, just like with A.J. Brown, because of Matt Ryan, or Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so we'll see how it looks. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is another year older, but. I resent that cap. I think the cap for A.J. Brown was that he couldn't stay healthy. I'm also not a Tannehill guy. I think that Ryan Tannehill blows. People forget uh, there's a point in time where Ryan Tannehill was better than Patrick Mahomes. Was is the key word there. Just saying. It was like a 16-game stretch. But Tannehill had better statistics. There was also a time where the Patriots, where they had Tom Brady, hadn't won a Super Bowl in uh, 10 years. So. Yeah. I'm just saying. All I know is if Glenn can compare Tannehill to Mahomes, then I can compare Trevor Lawrence. No, he can't because Trevor <laughs> Lawrence hasn't done it yet. Tannehill already did. Opportunity. Tannehill. Potential. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm liking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm liking Robert Woods. Yeah, he's my ex- he's my X factor, Robert Woods. I think he's a receiver that Tannehill needs. Uh, nice possession receiver, guy who's reliable. I think um, Traylon Burks is going to be a big play guy. And I think your lottery ticket is going to be the other rookie, uh, Ken Phillips, uh, slot wide receiver for Out Titans. Yeah. Kyle Phillips? Kyle Phillips. What did I say, Ken? Yeah. Well, Kyle. now his name's Ken Phillips. <laughs> Ken. Yeah. Until, until he breaks out, his name's going to be Ken. Sure, are you Ken? I like Woods. Uh, he got hurt last year, missed the second half of the season, and uh, but he looks good to go. He's expected to be the one, and I think he's a reliable guy. This is saying he's only dropped. He has a one point three percent drop rate over five years, which is nuts. So he's seen. He's definitely a reliable dude that I think Tannehill is gonna take a liking to. I think people are sleeping on this guy. New team. Haven't seen him play in a little while. I kind of forgot about him. He's 30. But Robert Woods. Bobby Trees, baby. Bobby Trees. You remember Robert Woods on the Bills one time in London when we faced each other? And you like couldn't believe that he caught a touchdown with uh, EJ Manuel or something as QB. EJ Manuel. Oh my God. Jeez. You're like, I would say I couldn't believe he's Robert Woods catching a would, touchdown on my ass. I would say that time, I couldn't believe Robert Woods caught a touchdown, but not because of Robert Woods, because EJ Manuel actually threw a touchdown pass. How about the fact that I remembered his name? Yeah, yeah I can't. I can't. At believe that, that time, Robert Woods was not Bobby Trees, and I owned Robert Woods when he was, I would say, in his maybe his peak when he was on the Rams in those Jared Goff years. Yeah, wide receiver uh, ten. Yeah, that was cool. fun. He was the most consistent wide receiver in the league. You got like a solid ten points or more every single week. It was insane. I loved it. It was like I knew what I was getting with Robert Woods. That's the AFC South, right? That's it. We got through Whew. it, guys. We did. We yeah. talked a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah, we only have um, two more divisions left. 
the NFC South and the NFC West. Glenn, your choice. Yeah, you haven't picked yet. So you pick one. Well, my job pick. Right, it's pick. not my job to facilitate, but I did that today. Dealer's choice. I wasn't prepared. Dealer's choice. We're going to talk a little bit about. We'll do the NFC South. Do the AFC South this week. We'll do the NFC All South right. next week. Um, who wins the AFC South? Um, I'm going Colts, baby. Going Colts. Me too. Me too. Me too. Titans have a good chance, but I think the Titans can be a wild card team. Uh, but I got the Colts winning the division. Like, because I feel like the same. I like, got the reasons I have for the Colts that apply to the Titans. Like Matt Ryan, Tannehill, kind of similar. You got Jonathan Taylor. You got Derrick Henry. You got Michael Pittman. You got Robert Woods. I don't know, but I'm gonna give it to the Colts because I think Taylor and Pittman is a better combo than Henry and uh, Woods. Jaguars. And they play in a dome. Dome. Jaguars, Texans, anybody? Nah. Um, I mean, I think the Titans. Jaguars can be okay. Um, I don't see them winning the division, obviously. But who knows? Maybe maybe they could – if Trevor Lawrence makes a significant step forward, maybe they can be a wild card team, especially with the extra team now. So I want to see Trevor Lawrence win some games. And the Titans, what they have going for them is a little bit more consistency with Tannehill remaining the QB while Ryan's brand new and in, in, in Indianapolis. So that could be something. If I get a healthy Derrick Henry for 17 games, picking the Titans. It's game over. Super Bowl. I love that. Um, all right. This has been another episode. What? Somebody was washing dishes. I thought it was a sizzling steak. <laughs> um, this has been another episode of the Stella Shell Podcast. We thank you to all tune in on our Twitch channel every week at six o'clock. I'm gonna be here. Can't say the same with these guys. Shut up. But um yeah. You can view it as we record it live. And then if you like it so much, you want to listen back on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do that as well. You can follow our TikTok. You can follow mm-hmm. our Twitter. Our TikTok. And we got Instagram too. Yo. And Mason's still working on the Snapchat. And Susan Yo. is launching the OnlyFans. I'm thinking Christmas um... 2022. Snapchat should probably be done around 2025. Um, but yeah, you got to do the coding still. It's tentative, so I wouldn't – don't hold your breath. I'm working on it, but things are a little dicey still. You know? I don't know. Two weeks left. So, you boys ready? Crazy. I'm so ready, dude. I can't wait. Right, Susie, you ready? I'm ready. Peace out. What? You don't say that.
Yeah, go, what the fuck? Anything how long have we been doing this? We've anything, been doing this for 113 episodes. That's how it works. Anything before Glenn saying, let's get the fuck out of here, is, is valid. It's on the table. Peace out? Like, I want to give peace out to you all? Fuck your peace. All right. Fuck you guys. Fuck. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.